Well, alrighty, good morning. It's a beautiful spring day up here in the Inland Northwest, and I hope it's nice weather wherever you're listening in from. Welcome to the What Really Grinds My Gears podcast. I'll be mixing it up a bit today, and I'm streaming live from the campus of Spokane Community College, where I hope to get students left, where I hope to get some students coming through asking questions and getting complaints about their news sources, see if we can offer them some alternative options. I think going into an election season, it's overly critical to get some well-rounded, unbiased news sources to rely on, because you never know whom your news sources are really answering to. As some of you know, we've been doing a deep dive into politics ahead of the election season, and it's wild the amount of them that are owned by corporate America. I mean, we all see it. People say they're going to do one thing in office. They get there only to do what their donors paid for instead. Over the last couple of weeks, we've had some experts on to talk about spotting bias, spotting ads versus news and sponsored content, algorithms and social media, and today we're going to tie everything together. I think today more than ever, because the clicks are king, each one of them can tweak what we see for ads and what we see on social media feeds, for good or bad. We all need to be extra careful of what we click on and from whom we are getting our information. Okay, before I waste too much time answering her questions before she can even ask them, let's go to our first student. What is your question for us today, Allison? Hello. Well, it's a gripe and a complaint at the same time. You know, I'm so busy with my work day at the hospital, I don't really have time to curate my news sources as much as I like, and I tend to stick to places like social media. But lately, I like too much of my... I feel like too much of my feed has been coming through as sponsored content and advertisements. Even when I click on what I think is an article, it's just a couple of paragraphs littered in between what are just ads. And at this point, my social media feed does not even seem like it's mine anymore. Going into election season, I'm a little worried that what I'm, that I'm just going to be fed a bunch of excitement and everything I see is just gonna be bought and paid for. Do you have any advice for me? You know, I've found myself with the same problem before, and it takes a lot of time and concentrated effort to keep your feet normal, going into political seasons especially. Before I get too far into my answer for you, I would like to give a quick shout out to one of our sponsors, Zainab Tufekci, who is a professor at Columbia University and a writer for the New York Times. She also provided some context for this discussion today. You mentioned you feel your social media feed feels like it isn't yours anymore, and I think that's really important to remember that our feeds are driven by an algorithm that is just trying to give us what we want, but those can be easily hijacked in order to show you whatever you want. That algorithm should be able to show me 10 advertisements for different motorcycle helmets after I watched one video on YouTube? I don't think so. Yeah, and when you're just having a conversation with someone, I feel like my devices are listening to me and showing me any number of random things for me to buy. Sometimes it's just a normal conversation about my dogs, and then suddenly I get an advertisement for a new vet or some new dog toy, or I mention my cats and it's the latest and greatest litter box I scroll past on my Facebook. Yep, we've all seen it, and it's important to remember that these types of posts we see are being driven by a type of artificial intelligence that can be hijacked for monetary gain, and they are pandering to us just like the eye-level candy does for children at the grocery checkout. 
You mention something to a friend and then suddenly the exact toy you want to buy your kid is right above your mom's happy birthday post on Facebook. I would like to quote Zaynep for a second and here, in the digital world, persuasion architectures can be built at the scale of billions and they can target, infer, understand, and be deployed at individuals one by one by figuring out your weaknesses and they can be sent to everyone's phone phone's private screen so it's not visible to us and that is different and that is just one of the basic things that artificial intelligence can do you see we must realize that these social media sites even though they may seem like public utilities or forums are just companies selling a product and as much as we would like to think that our social media sites are the product for us to use we are the products they are selling to advertisers and the highest bidder all these sites are stockpiling our information and selling that information for financial and political gain, and they really do not care about the wake of devastation they leave in their path. In a recent TED Talk, she explains that, quote, think of all the data that Facebook has on you, every status update you've ever typed, every messenger conversation, every place you've ever logged in from, all your photographs that you've uploaded, uploaded even the messages you've typed and then deleted. All of that information is crazy. These sites really do not care about us and they are going to be answering to the flow of money and not to us. We need to think for a second about the amount of money that lies behind ad revenue and how a large factor that amount of money is when making any sort of decision. I mean, think about it. There are unfathomable amounts of money being thrown at companies like Google, Facebook, and TikTok for advertising. That is why the clicks will always be king. The link between AI and targeted advertising, clickbait, and ad money is overwhelming, but that is not the only place where money is being spent on ads. Legacy Media has a massive stockpile of money from everyone they have ever sold out to as well. And that brings us perfectly into the next question from our next student. This question comes to us via email request line. It says, hi, you know, I'm an older student and I do not rely on social media as much as others of the younger generation does. I tend to stick to what you would call legacy media. You know, I watch a lot of the news. I, re I read a lot of newspapers. Although now I tend to read it on my phone because it's cheaper and greener than getting it printed. I also watch my local TV news now more than the national news because I just feel like places like CNN or Fox or larger media companies like that just over-broadcast things. And as of late, I feel like they keep the negative news on repeat and everything is breaking news now. I feel like the larger companies now are so bi biased that one side gives you the right point of view and the other gives you the left point of view. Both of them leave out vital information. Honestly, I want to watch the news on those channels, but I also feel like I'm in an echo chamber because they just bring on people to confirm their own opinions and do not really cater to their viewers anymore. I just feel like I'm getting bombarded with ads as well, but I feel like nothing pertains to my viewers any my views anymore either. I do not really consider myself a Republican or a Democrat specifically, so it's hard for me to watch the news now. I can see right through what one side is saying because I do not tip, just toe the party line. I'm thinking about looking for alternative news sources. I understand 
that with the rising cost of production, some form of news media today, it's going to cost the reader boatloads of money and that there is no way around advertising. Do you have any advice for me? You know, I feel your pain. It's hard to get a good sense of having an unbiased news source, and as of late, it feels like places are selling out more than usual. Everything feels like it's not really relevant to me either. You know, in the past years, the news has become increasingly polarizing. You're right. It does feel like the traditional media sources are selling out to people other than their viewers, and that is because they are. I would like to thank the Pew Research Center for providing us with some information and statistics on exactly that issue. Uh, from their website, they are a, quote, nonpartisan fact tank that informs the public about issues, attitudes, and trends shaping the world. We conduct public opinion polling, demographic research, content analysis, and other data-driven social science research. We do not take policy positions. You mentioned that you get your news sources from legacy media, but those are amongst the worst offenders when it comes to advertising. According to Forbes, almost 70% of the revenue collected by legacy media companies comes from advertising, while a mere 30% comes from their consumer base. So it is no wonder why you feel like nothing relates to you anymore. When companies are indebted to their advertisers and rely on their money to pay people's paychecks and keep the lights on, I would not expect that content they are putting out is necessarily relevant to their viewers anymore. I'm not saying that these companies are telling people what types of articles to write and what types of programming to put on their networks, but come election season when the money was flowing, they would not trust these companies to say the whole truth and nothing but the truth. The sad this is sad because real journalism should be about finding out what it, the truth is for the good of the people. They should be on a political aid for people to find out information, not some form of propaganda to sway political opinion. Because we have also heard about how social media algorithms can be hijacked during elections to sway the vote from Zeynep in her TED talk as well. So it does not surprise me that the newspapers and television news could be bought and paid for during election seasons. The worst part of it is daily news and local television news were the worst offenders in that study the Pew Research did. Out of the estimated ad revenue for legacy media to be 43 to $44 billion, newspapers combined for a total 64% of that ad revenue, and local TV news was 20% of those $44 billion as well. So a combined 84% of the 43 to $44 billion of ad revenue was garnered by two sources, and it was an estimated 36 to $37 billion. So it is not any stretch of the imagination to say that these news outlets and companies can be bought and paid for to release any sort of information their advertisers deem appropriate. What is even more fascinating to me is the number of ads we are seeing, and it is astonishing the amount of money being thrown in the way of news media and the number of ads we see day to day. It is no wonder everyone is sick of it. We all see it happening, and now we all can make a connection. The algorithms, the clicks, the politics, the ads, everything always relates back to the money. This country is greedy and it is beginning to destroy the one thing that is supposed to see through the BS for the people and report the facts. But we cannot get that anymore because of greedy advertisers and greedy companies.
Just some more numbers to throw at you from Forbes since we're talking about money. Forbes released an article last year where they stated that on average, people do not trust advertising. 96% of people said that they do not believe ads they are being truthful. That being said, they also talked about ad fatigue and how even though they are determined, the majority of real customers actually don't need any advertising to make their purchases. The average American sees around 4,000 to 10,000 ads every day, and that 51% of people said the ads didn't even seem relevant to them anyways. So that means people are seeing an average of 2,000 to 5,000 ads a day that don't mean anything to them. Meanwhile, they do not believe the BS being sold to them on the news anyways. So that begs the question, who are these news sources really coming to the aid of? Because it's not the people of the United States. You know, it's really shocking when you look at the numbers, and then again, it really doesn't surprise me that you feel the way you feel because these companies have no reason to give you what you want, and they're going to continue acting the way they are. Because their subscriber base of people like yourself are slowly leaving and finding other sources. These places are only going to become more held tightly by the grip of capitalism and anyone with a large enough check. And this is a wonderful place for me to transition into why independent media in this country is growing and why everyone needs to start curating their news sources from a variety of independent media sources like podcasts and places like Substack. Hi, I'm a younger student. I'm 19. I exclusively get my news from outlets um, like papers and television, but like mostly online sources. I would say that most of my time is spent on my phone, so I do a lot of listening to things in my downtime. Most of the time, if I hear about something that piques my interest, I will just investigate that myself more. Uh, it's just so much more accessible to me, and I almost pay nothing for the content itself. Usually the charges through whatever platform I am using uh, for their premium service because I like to block out as many advertisements as possible. And if that costs me a few dollars every month, then I am okay with that. Uh, I can completely filter out everything. I do not want to show up on my feed and the ads that most of the content creators have doesn't seem to bother me at all. I don't really have a question. I just wanted to share my thoughts. Well, thank you for that. That brings up a few good points. It's astonishing what the cell phone has brought about, isn't it? Just all the diverse ways we can communicate and access content and information at the click of a couple buttons on our screens. It still just blows my mind, and I grew up alongside them. I can remember when my father had a pager for when he worked at the aluminum mill here in Spokane. The rise of the cell phone has brought about so much in the form of news media. It's mind-boggling the amount of content that is out there for people to access, most of it being free or being small but reasonable paywalls. You know, NPR and Edison Research did a study that found out over the last year or so there's been a tremendous increase in people like you. Someone who gets their information from spoken word audio, things like podcasts. Almost half of the United States listens to some form of spoken word audio every day in the last year or so. And also, among the age demographic, 13 to 24, that there has been an incredible increase of 214% that listened to spoken word audio. I think the advancement in mobile technology will only increase these numbers in the years to come, but on top of more people listening to them in their own time, 
a lot of teachers have begun to implement them in their classrooms and into their curriculums teaching material. There are so many podcasts out there done by real professionals that you can get a behind-the-scenes education whenever you really want. Uh, you know, you saying that brings up something that I read in an article a while back on the Santa Clara Scholar Commons by Thomas Goldman. Like I said, I like to research things on my own that, I, that really intrigue me. And since you mentioned that teachers have been using podcasts in their classrooms, it reminds me of something that is so adorable. You know, a lot of kids have a tough time paying attention in school and they tend to dr drift off and daydream or just not really pay attention or care. So what some teachers in schools have been doing is creating custom podcasts for children to listen to while they do some sort of activity like going on a walk. That is so cute and that really goes to show you that thinking outside the box can create some cool programs to get kids to pay attention to the content a little easier. I know I was one of those kids growing up and I had a really hard time in school. I probably would have really thrived in that kind of environment. It does not have to be the traditionally published podcast we are all thinking about. It can be as simple as just some recorded audio for your students. But on the topic of ads and podcasts, I tend to find that their advertisements do not really affect me at all either. I'm not bothered by them at all. Honestly, most of their podcasts or services advertise, I'm inclined to give a try. In fact, there have been a couple of studies done on this recently, and the results are fascinating. One of those reports came out from a podcasting friend of ours called Sounds Profitable. They are a group of companies that informs on the business of podcasting with reports and some of their own podcasts as well. One of the main things they found was that listeners of podcasts tend to trust the brands and podcasts advertised on the shows they listen to up to 17% more than radio and television advertising. More than half of the people, 61% to be exact, also said that the ads on their favorite podcasts seem to be more relevant to them as well. From personal experience alone, I can tell you I think that is pretty accurate. I think podcasters tend to uh, curate their advertisers to fit their audience a lot better than TV and radio do because they aren't really answering to them. They're answering to their own consumers. And that is really how it should be. Bias is already a problem in terms of politics and the news, and we get it daily, and I think that we shouldn't have to deal with the bias being thrown in from advertising money as well. When corporate and political giants just throw money around, I think it tends to just all around ruin the platform, and really it just instantly takes away credibility and authenticity in my eyes. I think we are seeing a huge shift in how news works, though, because it isn't just the consumers that are tired of the way things are going. Journalists are also leaving their legacy media partners in vast amounts and heading for more independent places to publish their work. Nobody likes answering to people just because they throw money at an ad spot and I think these journalists are finally tired of their integrity being violated because of financial gain. In fact, there was an article from the Hedgehog Review called Stacked Deck that talked about this not too far back. It was pretty much explaining that journalists are taking on the same approach as independent podcasters in that they are being and they are banding together to create an independent and news outlet called Substack, where individual consumers can create a news report just for them. Most of these writers have a standard fee or they are free with some advertising, but then again people tend to relate to and like the ads that are set out on the platform as well. 
I think more and more platforms are just going to keep popping up like this, and the future of news journalism and advertising is going to completely change right in front of our eyes. With the onset of podcast use in education, along with mainstream journalism leaving legacy media to embark on their own adventures with Substack or podcasting, it will be very interesting to see what happens in the next 10 years with the platforms. I think that advertising will eventually change for the better and that this onset of podcasts and independent journalistic outlets having ads that are more trusted and acted upon by their consumer base is going to force the corporate giants to either get rid of their advertising money that no one in their consumer base wants or that they are just going to eventually go away and a new form of news media will take over. And I think all of us need to do our part to express our thoughts on the way that our chosen media outlets and journalists advertise and let them know when they step out of line. Otherwise, this is just going to continue to cycle of oppressive advertising money ruining the news. All right. Thanks, everyone. That's all we have time for today. We hope you can join us next week on the What Really Grinds My Gears podcast.